As water coursing down a mighty river, so flow the days of our monks. Hey, I'm Candice. I'm playing Chiom Koga, a water genasi monk who is a student of the Way of the Shadows style. I'm Nick. My character's Enzo. He's a tiefling monk who is a student of the Order of the Voiceless. I'm Walker. I'm playing Bron Wilberkins, a Goliath monk who is a student of the Winslow Wallace Falkmore School. And I'm Scott, your announcer and dungeon master. This is Days of Our Monks. In our last episode, our heroes prepared for the penultimate battle of the tournament. Between recovering from the effects of devastating troll cannon and being involuntarily transformed into a panda, tensions rise high. Braun sacrificed his reputation to save the honor of the brave Dela. Geom played a deadly game of psychological warfare against Blaze, and Enzo spied upon the most dangerous pillow fight in the multiverse. Their opponents selected, their course set, our heroes stride bravely into the battle of their lives. There has been intrigue, romance, anti-romance, anti-intrigue. There has been a story. And we have come to the final day of the tournament. Well, the second to final day. The penultimate day. Good word. <clears throat> uh... As you are set to face those set against you as your uh, primary challengers, your uh, battles chosen, breakfast is just a big load of carbs and proteins. As it should. Captain Succubus Blaze. Uh, and Blaze are at the breakfast table, as are, it, it, it mostly has been just the folks from your side, but it's kind of mixed this morning. It's one of those, this might be the last time you have a chance to have this meal. And uh, Dela is, starts off early, standing on the table, shoveling pancakes into Braun as quickly as he can get them down. Um, you know, there's, does that, there's that reserved feeling. The, the, the darkness has climbed over most of the roofs, the ceilings. The, the air itself seems to hold a little bit more of the night than of other times. The lighting has all become dim at best. With some uh, valiant candles at the table trying to chase away some of the feeling and actual gloom. But, yeah, it's... Uh, <clears throat> It seems just a little bit dark. Oh no, how terrible. I don't know about you folks, but I am stubbing my toes everywhere. I give. I, I slide over another thing of pancakes. Uh, oh, now we're speaking. Dela nods, sets her trowel in the pancakes, and just sort of uses them towards <laughs> Ron's mouth. <laughs> She's, she's got the syrup caddy over her shoulder, so as it comes up, she just uses one of the extra attacks to tilt it over. This is the real romance at the heart of this story. We must open a restaurant. 
not the first person to come through a situation like this with that result. Um, Chio, I need you to give me a perception check. Okay. You have advantage. Oh, good. <laughs> I rolled two 13s. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Um, 16? That will do. Yes. Um, there is a note under the napkin upon which you rest your, your uh, you rested your uh, chopsticks. Mm. Uh, addressed to you, oh. but hidden. Yeah, I'll uh, hide it my sleeve. Okay, you got sleeves that are very good for that. Yes, I do. Um, ninja. No, um, okay, I'm I'm acting completely normal. What what these people know is normal for Geo. I had to clarify because she's not exactly a normal person. <laughs> and every so often, Captain Succubus puts an extra piece of food on Enzo's plate. And he scarfs it gratefully and wordlessly. Maybe a rokish wink every now and then. She smiles. The first three are um, some tuna on rice. Very tasty. Uh, a, a little pastry confection. Uh, had a, a little bit of a smokiness to it, which was really odd for, for the texture, but it kind of worked. Uh, a little piece of sausage. Uh, but it's some kind of strange sausage. Not sure what the meat was, but the spice mixture in it was very flavorful. And the last one that you've just been eating out of hat was just straight a spoonful of wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> I can take the heat. I know I can do this. Uh, uh. Okay. Constitution save, Enzo. Uh, I'm not good at those. I love that. Remember your cake trading. He's so in character, his face turns red just like his character's. Ooh, baby. Nice. You, you man down a spoon of wasabi like it was nothing. All right. She is very impressed. Uh, everyone else is wondering what the problem was, but, uh, but yeah, you've, uh, you've made a mark. Turns out devils are fireproof on the inside as well. So, uh, breakfast finishes up, have about an hour to digest, uh, make any last plans. They have scribes if anyone would like to uh, record a set of desires or wishes to be taken back to their home in case of the worst case happening. I provide some of those. All my uh, belongings are to go back to my... Um... The girls that I um, trained with and everything. Okay. Uh, they notarize it, and uh, and it is legal in this realm and all realms. Great. Would you like to have your lawyer have a look at that? Why not? Oh, yeah, our robo-lawyer. 
He does not show up in person. You just get the sense that it has been looked over. Okay. A couple of changes appear on the documents, which they... Oh, and... Well, we'll just notarize these. Oh my god, they're notarized. Okay, and... Sign off. <laughs> Indeed, we have the best lawyer. <clears throat> We're probably gonna need him. You're gonna need him. For sure. Is that not we? It's the royal we. Indeed. So you've got an hour. An hour <clears throat> to do whatever you think you need to do and what might be your last. I package the, um, the red mochi, which have not come out yet, the okay. general public. I package them in the most inviting, like, <laughs> irresistible packaging that I could possibly do. Okay. And I address it to Blaze. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna give it to him right before the fight, though. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. That's what I do. I, you know, stretch, you know, all that good stuff. Did you examine the note that you were giving, perhaps? Oh, or? my god, yes, yeah, sorry. I, <laughs> Candace, the player, forgot she was distracted by hot chocolate. That's understandable. So, um, the note is a, uh, it's from the drow at the black market shop. Asking you to come down before the fight. Okay. I will go do that then. And just walk down, you stealth down, just I'm gonna I'm gonna stealth down. Uh, give me so a stealth. Uh, first I will I will tell my compatriots where I'm going. Okay. Hello. I have an errand to run with our friend from downtown. I will be back shortly. If I am not, kill everyone. Bye! And I'll leave. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> I think she said she wanted us to kill everyone. <laughs> Murder. You are in dim condition the entire way. Oh, so I'm just gonna teleport from like place to place then. Okay. So does that give me advantage? Because it does. it's very hard to track me that way. <laughs> oh, that was so good. <laughs> it's a twenty-five. I'm not even a rogue. There is no chance people have found where you are going. Excellent. So you pop down to the shop. Uh, it is the the sign says closed. The slightly open door says not for you. Excellent. I am going to check for traps. <clears throat> uh, give me an investigation check. That's an eight. <laughs> there are no traps currently set on the door. There are a number of traps that the door can have set. But that's mostly, you imagine, to dissuade people from visiting when he's actually closed. Okay. You slip in. He is behind the counter, um, the, polishing it with a rag, and uh, notices his door close. Um, did you come alone? I did. I owe you a favor. Oh? Yeah. Apparently... The attention that you gave my store when you first came here, it drew a lot of attention. My business has not been bad since, because if someone like that would come through and storm through your place, literally, uh, what kind of stuff must there be? Good stuff. So, uh, I thought I would give you something, if you don't mind. See what you will offer me. Uh, he 
slides a vial across the... It is a large vial. It is a 10-dose potion vial with a uh, gently swirling green liquid in it. What is this? And this is 10 doses of a universal antidote. If you take one of those doses, uh, you are immune to the effects of toxins for an hour, maybe two. You're very welcome. <clears throat> uh, give me an insight check. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna do that. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, that is a 19. Oh man, excellent. Um, the potion's genuine. Yeah. He is not telling you everything he knows uh, out of a sense of self-preservation. I'm gonna lean across the, the uh, counter. Give him a couple of really big doe eyes. Put my place my middle two uh, fingers daintily on his wrist and say, and what else does it do? Oh, that's what it does. It is a uh, is a very expensive, nigh perfect antidote for just about every form of poison, whether it is material or magical. Okay. Is there something else that uh, you're not telling me? That maybe I should know. We are friends after all. He completely blows his roll. Should I conceal that? I cannot tell you how I know, but I know you're going to need that. And probably not just you. Okay, thank you. You're 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 welcome. I mean, I'm so sorry if I ruined any of your stuff. Uh, nothing that couldn't be replaced and a couple of things that I was able to sell with a much better story because they were kind of weathered. Okay, good. So it, 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 it's all good. I will uh, give his hand a little pat and I will leave. Okay. And you can at or this point... Or leave a little charm, though. A cute little, like, cell phone type charm, but Aww. medieval cell phone. Okay. okay. Yeah. Scrying stone charm. Yeah, scrying stone charm. <laughs> scrying stone charm. Yeah. It's a little like blue butterfly. Aww. Occasionally, like it's like wings will flap and just a little like like mist come off of it. It's cute. She's got a bunch of them. Dang, I want one. Right? Uh. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> okay. He, he's happy to have it, and um, it might come in useful as an, as a posthumous autograph, depending on how things go. So. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll head back to my boys. I am no longer eating pancakes because I have discovered the waffles. <laughs> Which occasionally is just daily hitting the pancakes with a hammer, often and really hard. Mm. But... <laughs> no, no, those are crepes. There are two kinds of waffles at this table now. <laughs> yeah, she just is using a meat tenderizer on pancakes and <laughs> waffle. <laughs> She's the waffle maker now. <laughs> you want to make a panini? I'll show you how to make a panini. Take a sandwich. <laughs> panini. <laughs> Any other preparations before you go in? I think Enzo's just going to be meditating, trying to balance thoughts of incredible berserk rage from his disease as a mercenary. And the self-controlled, disciplined combat maneuvers of a monk, and is trying to reconcile those. 
So noted. I am going to have second breakfast. <laughs> okay. I'm going to come down dressed to kill. Literally. Mm-hmm. And I am going to um, make tea. And I'm going to put uh, a dose of it in tea for Bron and for Enzo <clears throat> and for Dela and for myself. Okay. And I'm going to make them drink it. So I come over with this, like my, with my very nice tea set. Oh, hello. Hi, would you like some tea? I'm currently in the middle of meditating. I I shouldn't ingest any more than I already have. This will help. It's important to hydrate. Tea is dehydrating. This is a very special tea. There you go. All right, fine. One cup. What can I read? And it's gone. Uh, the tea is good. Well, it is as good as any tea that she has ever made, if maybe slightly more bitter. But it has a nice, clean feeling going down. Hmm. Uh, Dela tosses hers back, thanks you, uh, and then goes back to making sure that uh, Braun has all the calories. Absolutely all the calories. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, uh Finish your tea, <clears throat> meditate, get down. What do you think might actually be the last waffle in this entire plane? <sighs> and the gong sounds for uh, the, entering the tournament grounds. Oh, excellent. I'm gonna run up to M. Uh, what's his name? Blaze. Okay. Uh, he has been very quiet and reserved this entire morning. Turns as you run up. Yes, Chia. I got you a good luck present. Get it myself. I hand him the mochi. He accepts it. Thank you very much. You didn't have to do that. I really appreciate this. Oh, well, good luck. I think you're fighting Enzo today, so you'll need all your strength. <clears throat> no, I won't, but thank you. That's true. You're very fit. He smiles and uh, turns. Let's, okay. They're very inviting. They're very uh, They're very fun. inviting. They're, they're red and... Well, they're made specifically for him. He blows his control roll to not eat before the fight. We'll <laughs> 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 see how long till that takes effect. <laughs> there are very few participants remaining from the side of the light. Uh, Dale is kind of leading that cheap cheering contingent. Um, the other three sides of the square are. Uh, Goblins, orcs, drow, uh, various beings. You might be a vampire or two sprinkled in there. No fiends, no devils, but just about everything else. The stand on the far side, it is just the mysterious guy in the robe with the colored lights coming out from under the face and hands. Uh, the mind flayer and Dane Steelarm sitting in front of it, unmoving, impassive. <clears throat> The Mind Flayer steps out, uh, Earth steps out, and uh, would all of today's participants please approach on the tatame? Dun dun. Captain Succubus and, and uh, Blaze step up. I will also step up, and I'm going to be having a, uh, going like, with Enzo going like, 
like, what do you mean we wanted to trade? Kind of thing. <laughs> a little nervousness from uh, Captain Succubus, as it so happens. Um, Blaze isn't reacting to much at the moment. But I don't want to fight him. I'm just going to be giving you the biggest smug smile, like... <laughs> Everyone steps onto the onto the mat. Yes. Um, Earth steps around in front of Dane's form between him and the edge of the tatami. Says, uh, I informed you that I personally am taking champion's option and not competing, uh, but that I would be choosing my champion from the ranks of our other warriors. I have made my choice. Uh, Captain Rizril, would you please... Enter the tatami. And the phased rider, who apparently had just been off his shoulder the entire time, shows up out of the ethereal plane, steps around, and steps onto the mat. This is a good day. A good day. Dela eeps so loud they can probably hear it back in her home plane. And then the phased rider's just looking at Braun. He is wearing a gold belt. <clears throat> With a spider and spider web uh, motif in the badge in the center. <laughs> and I know exactly how I'm going to wear it. <laughs> Aerith places one hand in the pocket of his robe and starts to gesture with the other. We wanted to make this uh, particular day's tournament a proper event that honors our competitors. So... For those of you who have fought so bravely, so well to this point. For the extremely talented Chiyom, we decorate the edges of our, of our mat today in shadow roses. And these plants spring up out of the corners uh, with two-inch long obsidian thorns and dead black blossoms. They're absolutely gorgeous. It's like, beware not to be thrust too hard into those thorns. They might cause more damage than you would expect. I stopped about an inch from picking one. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to standing. <laughs> For the stalwart and dedicated Enzo, we have imported some of the finest spiced incense from across the plains. And braziers drop down on chains from the ceiling with sweet, spicy smelling smoke coming from them. Be very careful not to tip the braziers themselves. In the current dose, the incense is pleasant. In much more of a dose, it is a powerful and immediate intoxicant. And for the indescribable Braun Wilberkins. <laughs> uh, I would like an insight check from all three of you as he, as he goes here. 15. I like some old insight. This is so... 17. 24. Okay. Wow. Neither Captain Succubus nor Blaze were read in on any of this. They did not know this was going to happen. They are unaware of what is coming next. They, they, they do not know. They know as little as you do right now. 
<laughs> and the Mind Flayer steps back, throws his arms wide. He has, and Enzo, you realize he's holding something in his left hand that they pull out of his pocket. It fits in his palm. It's a cube with a different color on each side. You don't know what it means, but he's, he's holding it. It's <clears throat> for the unmatched Ron Wilker games. We have imported the format of today's contest, which will be a steel cage last side standing battle royale. I hunker down <laughs> so I'm eye level with Geom and Enzo who's have big giant eyes, but <laughs> Like a kid on Christmas morning. I look like my parents just told me to take my blindfold off and we're at Disney World. <laughs> are there ladders and chairs? Uh, there are roses and braziers. So a steel cage assembles itself out of the edges of the tatame and you are locked in. A 50 foot by 50 foot by 50 foot steel cage with the phased rider, Blaze, and Captain Succubus. Yes! <laughs> and I would like to point out that Braun specifically today chose an outfit, uh, the, the top part of the outfit is made of little cheaper materials and wasn't quite big enough for him. For this specific purpose, so he can now flex and have it tear off his body. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's one last ingredient to our tournament today, and that is the completely random environment of the tournament floor itself. Ooh. Earth, air, fire, water, wood, or void, which will it be? And he shrugs, I don't know. And Enzo, you realize he's holding the damn remote control. Yeah, Captain Succubus just jumps for it. It's like, why are you doing this? This isn't what we agreed to. And Iarth just looks at her and says, I'm changing the terms of the deal. Pray I don't change it further. Ooh, good reference. Blaze is, oh God, real original, Iarth, nice. As he muses... Things change in the inside the cave. I imagine it would be terribly advantageous for someone where it's this fiery environment and everything just kind of bursts into flame. Not that it's injuring anyone, but everything is smoke and light and, and uh, shimmer and heat shimmers. And you know, Blaze stands up about a half an inch and then grabs his stomach and hunkers down a half inch. About <laughs> <laughs> it's it's time. It could. It could be advantageous for it a watery environment and everything goes to a waterfall, rivery. It's almost as though all the light is filtering down through the surface. She almost extra pretty for a hot second. Yeah, matter of fact, she does. Is it harder to punch in that underwater environment? Like, does it feel like our movement is slowed? Not for her. <laughs> uh, no. No, oh, it's okay. not. It's just... The edges seem like they might provide opportunities for, I don't know, drowning. <laughs> All right. And, but I don't think it's probably going to be either of those. And Blaze stands next to you and goes, he's controlling it at this point in time. There's nothing random 
he's rigging this. I don't like that. Oh, God! Are you okay? Ah! <laughs> uh, Did you make pancakes? <clears throat> I didn't eat any pancakes. I have to be very careful what I eat before a fight. Ooh! Oh. I'm um, gonna, like, like, rub comforting circles on his shoulder. <laughs> and, uh, now I think wood would probably be best. It might give an advantage to someone with too many legs who doesn't have to stay on the prime material plane, but <laughs> these advantages happen. And he reaches up to make the change on the cube, and his hand is completely friggin' empty. It's like, wait, what? He starts looking around, and Dela slams it on the ground in front of him. <laughs> Halflings are easy to ignore! Bam! She slams, slams it down, and it slams on the void screen. No! No one can avoid! No one can ignore you, dear! Um, and she looks up and smiles, and, and uh, you're all on the ethereal plane. The, the, the void cube places the inside of the tatame square on the material plane, and the phased rider gets a brief panicked look on his face. Ooh, it's all tingly. Because now he can't move back and forth. The ethereal plane is where phased spiders pop off to every so often and come back. Right. Except now, that has been nullified by the choice of the tatame. I look around for something important, take off one of my shoes, hold it up to my face, and go, Captain! I wonder what water spout washed this itsy bitsy spider out. You probably think that phase ability is really neat, but where I'm from, we have a different name for that power. Cowardice! Clearly someone forgot to inform you this isn't a hide-and-seek tournament. Because the second you stop running and start fighting, you're going to learn that these boots were made for squashing. And that's just what they'll do! And I pose. <laughs> Put my shoe back on. <laughs> Yeah, he okay. stole the mic from the DM for a second there. Breaking the fourth wall. Totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Aerith, um, and one more thing, Captain. Kill them all. Blazing Captain Succubus, turn towards him. The hell? I'm really tired of your little games, and so is our host. Sound the gong. The fight is on. And now, a word from our sponsor. My friends, I fear we are in the battle for our lives. Indeed we are, Chiyom. We're seeing power that can threaten the very fabric of the multiverse. Worse, this power can also threaten the bright colors and delicate fabrics of our uniforms. These colors represent generations of honor and tradition. But if they must be faded... To defend all life, so be it. But it's not just the colors, Chiyom. Harsh washing can damage the cloth fibers as well. We may see our most important garments not merely faded, but worn and tattered as well. Then this shall be it. Our last stand for the forces of light. 
And the last, our best uniforms will be, will be publicly presentable. Brave Master Chiom, fear not. No dark powers can stand against our combined dedication, and no dirt or stains can stand against the power of opera soap. Of course, opera soap. How could I have forgotten, Enzo? The unique formulation of opera soap makes it effective against dirt and stains, even in cold water. And its alchemical components protect cloth fibers from damage, even after dozens of washes. We have nothing to fear from dark powers when we stand together, and for everything else, thank you, Opera Soap. Yes, Opera Soap. Strange elements from before the birth of the multiverse, combined with the most potent rituals inspired by the gods themselves, bring you the gentlest laundry detergent on the market. Safe for even your brightest colors and your most delicate fabrics. Now with 12% less dark matter per box. Thank you for listening. If you like this and want more, you can find us at thelairaction.com. <laughs>